Hey gang, Logan here with a quick announcement. Board Game Geek's BGG at Home Virtual Gaming Convention is happening Wednesday, November 18th to Sunday, November 22nd, and Nick and I will be playing. Grab your badge and join event number 299 at 10 a.m. Central Time on Sunday, November 22nd to listen in on, on a live L5R one-shot that we'll be playing in, hosted by our friend and cast member of the Crimson Gold Agonies and Secondhand Strife podcast, Evan Strait. Hope you guys can tune in. That's all I've got. Now, on to the show. At the dawn of civilization, the greatest philosophers determined that the world was composed of the five rings. Air, earth, fire, water, and the void. This is Podcast of the Five Rings. All right. Welcome back to Podcast of the Five Rings. How is everyone doing today? Scared. Yes. Scared for uh, mm-hmm. what's about to come. I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm good. I'm excited to see what happens next, even though it's probably going to be mm-hmm. uh, probably going to be pretty sketchy. Guess we'll Hang- just have to find out. Make yeah. some dice rolls. Hanging out with Subas is always a little sketchy. <laughs> He's like the friend that like is just always convincing you to do like crazier and crazier stuff. Yeah, he's that friend. He gets in the car and you're like, hey, uh, I got to run some errands. You mind, uh, you mind driving? And you're like, oh boy, I don't know if I should do this. And then he's like, you don't need a seatbelt. <laughs> Those are, you know, Wait, it's just what? little things that like slowly builds up. Yeah, yeah. He, he pulls up to a place. He's like, hey, I'm only going to be like five minutes. Uh, if I'm any longer than that, just like circle around the block, you know. Yeah, he's the, like, oh, no, he's like, you can just park in the handicap stall. It's just a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> if you hear gunshots, don't get scared. All right. That's. <laughs> As a movie on. Don't turn the car off. Yeah, they're watching a movie. (laughs) All right, so let's do a quick reminder um, who we have playing at the table today. First, we have Heath. Oh. Changing it up. Really? Switching up the order. I wasn't prepared for that. I never do Heath first. Well, I'm Kaiutomo, guys, and my real name's Heath. And shit, I don't know. Yeah. I'm waiting outside this temple. I wasn't even in there, I didn't see what happened. But meta, I know what happened. <laughs> I know. But um, yeah, let's let's see how this goes. All right, and next we have Zach. Zach, tell us about your characters. Um, you come a Kenshi. Um, you know it's a party when someone's head gets chopped off. So I'm excited for that. I'm know? really excited to hear the song he'll write about <laughs> yeah. this. It's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a head, head roller. Yeah, really, <laughs> exactly. And then um. Yoshi, uh, I think I'm just chilling, really. I'm wearing. Wait, no, I'm, yeah, I'm wearing. I'm wearing you. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I almost got exercised. Yeah, I'm wearing you, Spoke and then up, you guys. caught a guy on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was bad. Mm-hmm. Finally, we have Logan. Logan, tell us about your character. Soshi no Burizu, in the Scorpion Lands, filled with dread, especially since seeing a priest lose his head. Damn. The rhymes. All right. Oh, Jesus. All right, here we go. Previously on Podcast of the Five Rings, Tomo, Burrow, Kenshi, and Akari continued north on their journey to Odosan Uchi. The party noticed that Yoshi had been very sullen lately. Talking to him, he seemed to be unhappy that he is trapped in his armor in some kind of strange purgatory. One night, while camping on the side of the road, Burrow decided to wear Yoshi's armor and go for a walk in order to lift Yoshi's spirits and keep him company. While walking with Yoshi, Burrow felt a strange warmth emanating from his mask. After investigating his mask more thoroughly, Burrow discovered something troubling. The heat from his mask was coming from the jade he had imbued it with while in Clearwater Village. The jade grew hot, almost burning his hands the closer it came to Yoshi's armor. This could mean one thing. Yoshi's armor was tainted. Speaking with Akari, the two samurai concluded that something must have gone wrong during the ritual to bind Yoshi's spirit. Perhaps Akari's father, Chiagi, bound more than one spirit to the armor. Perhaps another foul spirit of Jigoku resided in the armor with Yoshi. Maybe this could have something to do with Yoshi's melancholy. Regardless of what exactly the problem was, the two soon realized that it was extremely dangerous to bring Yoshi's tainted armor to the Emperor. Something must be done. The Burrow and Akari broke the news to Tomo and Kenshi. No one having a clear idea of what to do, the party decided to bide their time. 
After a few days of traveling, the party soon found themselves passing into Scorpion territory, and before long, they were walking the streets of Gina Sutra, a bustling city known for its many shrines and temples. Here, the samurai had an idea to meet with a priest in order to learn more about the curse afflicting Yoshi's armor, potentially gain insight into how they could fix it. Standing at the steps of the temple of Shosuro, a familiar voice called out to them. Turning around to the dark streets behind them, the samurai were shocked to see the face of Bayushi Tsubasa staring back at them. Tomo demanded an explanation from him about his disappearance from Bright Spring Fort and the missing boy courier, Tadashi, and about the fate of Kunichiagi's letters, which he was sent to steal. Tsubasa recounted the night, explaining that he had intercepted the boy and tried to take the letters from him. But the boy was brave and quick. Tsubasa revealed his hand to the party, showing them where the boy's knife cut into his palm. Nonetheless, Tsubasa overpowered the boy, took the letters, and destroyed them, leaving only minor wounds on the boy, which would certainly heal in time. Relieved by this news, the party decided to move forward with their plan. Burrow donned Yoshi's armor and cloaked himself in a large robe and cowl, masking Yoshi's armor underneath. Together, Burrow, Kenshi, and Tsubasa ascended the stone steps to Shosuro's temple. Inside, a priest offered the blessing of Shosuro to the three samurai, which they sheepishly accepted. Tsubasa recognized this priest and began speaking with him as if he were an old friend. Finally, Tsubasa asked this priest if they could have a private room for their blessing, which the priest obliged. Once inside their private room, the priest began giving his blessing to each samurai in turn. Tsubasa and Kenshi received the priest's prayers without problem, but when it came to Burrow and Yoshi's turn, something horrible unfolded. The jade beads wrapped around the priest's hand began to burn, searing the flesh of the holy man. He began to scream in agony as the beads grew hotter and hotter. Suddenly, as if by instinct, Tsubasa stood up, drew his katana, and decapitated the priest with a single blow. The scorpion then immediately drew a knife from his robe and placed it in the hands of the dead priest. Help! This priest tried to attack us, he screamed. Then quickly turned to Kenshi and Burrow and whispered, We need to get out of here. And that's where we're going to start today. We should probably go. <laughs> I think we got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, we should probably get, we should probably dip. All right, and you guys, you hear panicked shouting. And, uh, and, and voices coming from the temple within, and you hear uh, footsteps uh, running around, and you guys need to roll initiative for an intrigue. Um, okay. Tomo, you do not, because you're technically not in the temple with them. All right. Um, I think I will do <clears throat> Earth Stance. Man after my own heart. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Um, what's the TN? So basically, it's just going to be um, your focus, and then you're going to add one to that value for every success that you get. Oh, so I need one success? It's a TN1, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I guess I could have just said that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I have uh, five focus because I got uh, an extra success. Okay, so you're... Two successes. So you're at a five. five yeah. Okay. I'm going to do air stance. And I'll just keep the one success. So I have five focus. So your initiative is also going to be a five? Yep. Wow. Twinsies. Really, really bro? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Oh, to shine. We're in, like a, we're in like a stone building right now, right? Like a stone. Stone and wood. All right, give me a sec. I have to figure out um, the initiative values for everybody else. Uh, just a minute. I wanted to go over some some honor and, and other stuff that uh, you guys would have received from last episode. And I thought I'd go over that right now. Is there experience involved? Uh, no, there is not. All right. Well, I don't care. Uh, nah, I care. <laughs> so, I just want to level up so bad. <laughs> first of all, um, I want to have you guys each take a minor hit to your honor for having Tsubasa steal a letter from a samurai of a higher position than you and openly conspiring with each well, other against him. He stole it from a child. <laughs> no, the intention was to steal it from Chiagi. <laughs> let's be honest. Um, so 
Uh, Kenshi, what's your honor? 47. 47, so your honor rank is four, so that, or, yeah, it's four, so that means you're going to lose four honor. Damn it. And Tomo, how much is, what's your honor? 63. 63, what? that means your honor rank is six, so you lose six honor. Fuck, man. Um, Burrow, what's yours? 72. 72. So, <laughs> normally you'd lose seven, but... This is a breach of the Tenant of Righteousness, which is a neglected tenant by the Scorpion Clan, so instead you're only going to lose four. Sweet. Since I was preserving, trying to preserve secrets, does that come into play at all? And what, you would have lost Strife, right? Because it's your passion? Well, you would have lost all that Strife by now anyway, so it doesn't make a difference. Um, All right, so four? Yeah, you're going to lose four honor. And I I kind of apologize, because normally, if you guys are going to be losing that much honor for something, I really should tell you in advance before you decide to make that decision. I mean, it was an obviously but that was dishonorable. An honor- yeah, obviously <laughs> dishonorable action, and I didn't get, give you guys any sort of like consequence for it. And I thought I should do that. Yeah, what the hell? You brought me down to a lowly sixty-eight honor, Aww. like some sort of plebe. Dang, <laughs> Burrow, you're really slacking. On your honor. <laughs> uh, however, that whole scenario played out in a way that you could not have foreseen, and that you would not have predicted at all and it it brought all of you guys a lot of strife and it really tarnished your relationship with chiagi um so i'm going to give you guys each a void point for for having that scenario play out in a way you could never have foreseen and uh and uh no this is not the gm just feeling bad for making guys lose that much honor without telling you in advance no it's more like you just giving yourself credit you're like you guys just couldn't even you couldn't predict my machinations Oh, I will Thanks reward for you playing with a, my game. <laughs> you get a pity void point. Uh, I guess I'll keep playing. You gave me a free play. Here's your participation trophy. <laughs> so this is the order that we have um, for the uh, intrigue. The intrigue scene that we have in front of us. It's gonna go um, Subasa first, and then you guys see a number of priests that are running down the hallway towards you guys. They're gonna be next. Uh, then it's going to be Burrow and Kenshi's turn, and then after that, it's going to be the uh, the commoner bystanders who are kind of in like the main hall of the temple right now. Uh, so Tsubasa is going to act first. Are we just trying to bail, guys. We're we trying to get I out of here. So. I'm not in there. Tsubasa said that we we should go, so I'm going to assume we should go. We'll see what he does. We'll follow his lead. He chop a guy's head off. <laughs> 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 I don't yeah, know if I, I mean, want to hey, follow that guy. <laughs> he didn't chop our head. <laughs> right, so Subas is going to start it off, and he is going to uh, shout at the priests who are running towards him, and and he says, "One one of your priests just tried to attack us. Look here, this knife he had on him. This is absurd. How could how could somebody attack us like this?" Uh, he's going to make a command check on them. Okay, and so uh, there are five priests who are kind of running down the hall towards you guys. And um, two of them, you can tell, are immediately caught off guard and uh, begin to start apologizing for what happened. And they're confused and they're scared and they're not really sure exactly what the full story is here. But you can tell that they are definitely under uh, Subas's command, that his, his command check worked against them. They seem pretty ready to listen to what he's going to say. Um, next, it's going to be the priest's turn. Two of the priests break off from the group and they start looking inside of the room where you guys just came out of and they see the priest's decapitated body and he sees the room that you guys were just all sitting in and he sees the knife. Or sorry, they see the knife. There's two of them. They see the knife in the the hands of the priest and um, they relate all the information that they see to the other three priests in the hallway and the rest of the commoners, the bystanders, who are just out in the main hall of the temple. And you can see that all of the the, the commoners, are, they're starting to get really riled up and scared, and they're really confused, and they're sort of looking at each other, looking at you guys, looking at the priests, trying to figure out what they should do and what, what's even going on. It's just a lot of confusion right now. One of the priests, who you can tell looks like he might be some kind of leader in the temple, you can tell he doesn't seem too uh, too impressed by what uh, Tsubasa had to say, and it seems like he actually took great offense to his command. And he tells him, how dare you? Who do you think you are? I knew that man. There was no way he was trying to attack you. You samurai, you come in here and you think you can just start rolling heads? You think we're just sheep? What is this to you? Um, and you can tell that he is purposefully trying to 
basically attack Tsubasa uh, with his words and trying to incite him. So, uh, you can tell that uh, the priest's words cut kind of deep into Tsubasa. He was kind of caught off guard by this priest talking back to him. He, that doesn't happen to him very often. Uh, and you can tell us that he is uh, taking a little bit of strife from that. All right, Burrow and Kenshi, it's your turn. I'll go first. Um, I want to... Uh, I say, yeah, he attacked us like he was like possessed or something. There's something really crazy going on. What he says isn't a lie. Can we go... Uh, Please talk about this somewhere out of the eye of all these people. Who do you address? Uh, the guy that was talking shit to Susa. Okay, so he's kind of like the head priest guy. Yeah. Uh, okay, so are you going to make a skill check? What skill do you want to use? Um, courtesy? You want to talk? You want to make this a courtesy check? Yeah. Okay, and I'm going to say since you're you're trying to trick him, you're really lying to this guy bold face uh -huh. about what's going on. I'm going to make this... He might have been possessed. Uh, I'm going to make this... <laughs> Uh, nah, 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 that's a stretch. This is going to have to be using your air ring. Um, but before you make that check, I do want to let you know that if you start moving in that direction, you just witnessed Subasa straight up murder this guy. It was murder. There's no way around it. And so you're going to lose honor if you're going to try to back up this claim that uh, he really did try to attack you guys. I think... He was getting possessed, though. There's always truth. All right, well, either I, way, yeah. I kind of, in my, like, from what I feel like I, like, heard and saw, he was, like, lighting on fire and something bad was happening to him, so maybe something was happening to that guy, and Subasa just snuffed it out before it got worse in my head. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. All right. Yeah, you know what? I think it's plausible that your character saw that happen. <laughs> And so instead of losing as much honor as I was going to make you lose, you're going to lose a much smaller amount. How about right. that? Cool. Because it's debatable. Yeah. It's debatable how much, what was actually going on there. Yeah. Uh, so what's your, what's your honor rank now? 43. Okay. If you carry on with this, you're going to lose another four honor. I'm going to do it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Courtesy check. Air. You're right. You're right. It's debatable. It's debatable. Yeah. And uh, can I use a, I want to use my void point. Yeah. Go ahead. That's going to be a TN uh, three. Oh, man. Oh man! Oh my gosh! Um, so two successes, two strife, and then two opportunity. Yeah, I can't really do anything. I'll just use that to remove that two strife. Okay. Damn it. Okay. Um, and you you try to tell this guy, you try to tell the head monk about what was happening, and he's he's not hearing it. He's like, I know you're lying to me. That didn't happen. That wouldn't happen here. Come on, man. I don't I don't know, man. This crazy stuff's going on. Uh. And then, so that happens, yeah. and then the, the, the talking amongst all the bystanders gets even l louder, and they become even mm -hmm. more uh, paranoid about what's going on. And you can tell that they're looking very uncomfortable. Burrow, it's your turn. I also want to speak to the to the head priest. Okay. And stick up for Subasa. And I'm like, you know, wearing my monk habit, disguising myself and everything. And I'm like, how dare you say that stuff about Subasa? He's an honorable samurai. He just defended my life. That priest got the look of uh, the devil in his eyes and tried to kill me and Subasa protected me, protected all of us. Okay. And um, I want to do the civility foremost shuji on him and basically like cast shame on him for like insinuating that Subasa is doing stuff. I can, I can protect Subasa's honor with this shuji. Okay. It's a courtesy earth, commander courtesy earth check against uh, the Their priest's vigilance. vigilance. Yeah. His vigilance is a three. Um, So you have to make a courtesy check. It's going to be a TN three with your earth ring, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Get him, bro. You know, I think I'm going to use the void point, too. What, are you, what, is, um, what is the check you have to make? Courtesy earth check. Okay, so with my void point, I have four ring die and one skill die. Uh, oh, and for the record, by defending Tsubasa, you're also going to take a hit to your honor. Um, what's your honor rank right now? Six, right? Uh, Yeah. Okay, so normally you lose six, but since it's tenet of righteousness, you're only going to lose three. Do we lose that right away? Do I arrest it now? Yeah, you lose, okay. you're supposed to lose that immediately after okay. the action. Would my indomitable will advantage? Did you, did you fail the check? Yeah, I did. I'm yeah, like, sure, I'm go like ahead. I'm trying to keep my cool. Yeah, go ahead. I think, I think that applies, yeah. Also, uh, you can read the types that it applies to, and this is a mental and interpersonal, and I'm thinking that this is a very interpersonal uh, action that's happening here. You're communicating with the, the head priest, and so yeah, I'd say I'd say so, yeah. Sweet. I'm going to re-roll two of these dice then. 
Oh, yes. Got the one success that I needed. Uh, All right, so I got three yeah. successes and one opportunity. And I want to use that opportunity to choose an additional target uh, with vigilance lower or equal to the original target to also affect. Okay, uh, you're targeting the priest. So his vigilance is three. Um, so you can you can choose somebody else in the scene. Okay, I'll just choose another priest that's nearby that looks like he's going to talk to us. <laughs> okay. What's your vigilance? Three? Minus three, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm going to say that you... Y yeah, you can tell... I'll say your vigilance is higher to figure this out. Um, you can tell that the priests who are looking into the room to try to figure out what happened um, would probably be a better target. Okay, then yeah, I'll do one of them. Okay. Um, so since I succeeded, uh, if the target, uh, the targets must forfeit honor equal to my earth ring and suffer that much strife to attack or scheme Try against to, Subasa. And yeah, that, that thing that the priest did on his turn, the head priest, that would count as a scheme. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Cool. So yeah, I like stick my, stick a claim for Subasa's honor. I'm backing him up. I'm just this lowly monk that just almost got attacked by this crazy priest and Subas is a hero. I'd also like to remind you to lose that three honor. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fine. And for the record, uh, Tomo, I'm gonna say after three rounds of this, you're gonna start to get worried. A little suspicious. I could probably gonna... start hearing some commotion maybe. That's at, after that point, you're like, they're taking a long time. What's going on in there? Yeah. you know. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I have no idea how long an exorcism takes. It could be it. <laughs> <a, laughs> it's a good point. But cool. We're just going to come sprinting past you, like Scooby Doo style, like, <laughs> get to the fan. We're probably like, we're going to notice some kind of commotion or something. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. So one of the bystanders who's uh, in a temple is an old elderly woman. And uh, she speaks up and she's actually speaking to Kenshi. And she says, Oh, you know, honorable samurai, please tell us your story. Can you tell us in your words without without all the shouting and all these accusations? Can you tell us please what happened? So what what do you tell her? What do you say happened? We were in this room um receiving blessings and uh this man began to scream and the jade started burning his hands and he was just screaming in complete pain. He looked like he was about to die anyway, so I mean, I don't know if he was becoming a demon or he was a demon. I, I feel like something took over him and he was he became a threat to us what's your vigilance i think you're a two two yeah. i am a two okay and uh she says that sounds horrible how how could something like that happen in in this temple and then she kind of she starts talking to like the other uh uh bystanders in the area and she's like maybe this temple this temple might be cursed i think maybe we need to get out of here um and so that she bought your story. She believed it 100%. Yeah, it seems like the best thing to do, ma'am. I mean, get out of here, you know. They could always be cleansed, and you could come back one day. Fumigate it. It needs to be cleansed immediately. Everybody should not be worrying about this body. Everyone should be worrying about cleansing this entire place of this curse. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you can you can tell that the, the peasants, you know, they're still really worried uh, but you could tell that they're generally kind of believing your guys' story about what happened. Um, it's going to be Subas' turn again. Copy the initiative order. So this is what Subasa does. He begins to address uh, all of the bystanders, um, particularly the woman who was speaking to Kenshi. And he says, please, everybody calm down. We'll take care of this. This is between us and the priests. I think it's time everybody should just go home, return to your homes. Don't worry, we'll figure this out. No need to panic. Uh, we'll get this all taken care of and under wraps. And he is using his earth ring to command them. And just like that, the commoners in the temple begin to sort of calm down and, and shuffle out of the temple without really uh, putting up much of a fight at all. They kind of just, they, they believe your story and they believe Tsubasa and they, they head out. Good old Subi. Charming as hell. Mm-hmm. The two priests that were looking at the dead body uh, begin to recite some prayers, and Burrow would recognize this as a uh, communing with the spirits ritual that they're performing now. Yeah, uh, shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you forgot about that part, didn't you? Well, Perhaps. it's a good thing that the, the kami do speak in very vague terms. <laughs> I said that's what, that's what all the... Um, or is that main guy still there? Is he doing The that? head priest, yeah. It's actually oh, his okay. turn now. Oh, okay. 
he's actually going to continue trying to lay into Tsubasa. He's mad. He's actually furious about what happened. Sacrifice some honor and take he's, some strife. He's he'll do it. He'll strike. He'll sacrifice the honor. He'll take the strife. He Dang, is. You can tell old. this monk is furious. You're starting to wonder if maybe that uh, samurai just coming in here and killing people is you know maybe a thing that happens more often than they'd like to admit. <laughs> uh, samurai just walking in, acting like they can, like they rule the place, like they can act however they want. You know, walking around with their swords, just waving around like madmen. And he says all this to Subasa, and he says, "You're nothing more than a murderer. That's all you are." That's not the Subasa I know. Get him, Subi. You're going to take that? <laughs> you should murder him for saying something like that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> not that I've ever seen you do anything like that. <laughs> All right. Um... <laughs> oh, he did really well, though. First things first. How much strife does he take? He takes equal to your earth ring, right? He takes three. He takes and three. he loses three honor. Nick's like, I don't care about this NPC's honor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I do care about the strife. Right. That's kind of a big deal, but the honor, you know, you're never going to meet this guy again. Yeah. It was a good move, though. It's a really good idea. I'll just do it to the emperor later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Make him lose honor. <laughs> oh, my gosh, guys. Okay. You can see that, and even with Subas' mask on, you can tell he's, like, pissed off at this at this monk now, this priest, for talking back to him the way that he is. And you can tell he is very close to just unleashing on this guy. You don't know what he's thinking, but you can tell he is pissed off. Dubasa is on the brink of uh, being compromised. Uh, so, Kenshi, it's your turn. The bystanders are gone. You have two monks who are commuting with the spirits. And then you have the last head monk who is exchanging words with uh, Tsubasa. Yeah, you should try and cool Tsubasa's jets a little bit mm -hmm. or something. I'm going to use my uh, Heart of the Lion school ability to uh, console uh, Subasa and take up to twice my school rank of Strife. Okay. I'll take three of them bad boys away from him. I just like put my hand on uh, his shoulder and say, okay, we got this. Okay. And so you have to make a check for that? I guess I make a check to console him. Yeah, make a, make a TN1 sentiment check with your water ring at, uh, at targeting Subasa. Okay. And then if you pass, you can take away some of his strife. I got one success. And I don't need that other one, so... That's it, I only need one, right? Yeah, you only needed one. Yeah, I got that! So I take three strife away from him. Up to twice your school? Oh, oh yeah, you can only take so much, though, because yeah. you don't want to take it yourself. Yeah, yeah, I don't I want understand. to. I don't want to take all of it. Okay. We took a lot of it, though. And you can tell uh, Tsubasa is, is looking a little more relaxed. He's still pretty on edge, though. Burrow, it's your turn. You know, I want to get, I want to get mad. I want to get mad at this head priest for just keeping on attacking my friend's honor and, and questioning his his morals and his ethics. How how dare he? And I, you know, get kind of in his face, and I'm like, Subasa is a more honorable man than you'll ever be. He is gonna, he is bringing purity to this temple of darkness and doom. Your priests here are just trying to murder everybody that walks in here. They're catching on fire from touching holy objects. What, what kind of place are you running here? I'm trying to, like, give him strife. I'm trying to kind of push his buttons a little bit. Okay. So you said that was going to be some kind of fire check, right? Uh, Yeah, this will be... Um... Maybe, like, a command fire check? So how, what exactly... If you're using a command, what exactly are you commanding him to do? Um, I There's a lot of... This is very vague. Stop being a there's dick. There's a lot of different ways. Stop being a... You command yeah, I'm him just commanding him to stop being a dick and to listen to... Subasa, because he has no reason not to trust him. Okay. Um, Except for the whole murdering. So your stuff. your goal here is specifically <laughs> to incite him and not necessarily to persuade him to actually stop, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, I'm just kind of trying to push his buttons, kind of push him over the edge. Okay, then I'll make this. This is a TN1 command check with your fire ring. For every opportunity you get, he takes two strife. Nice. Oh, yeah. All right. Hit his ass. I have two ring die and one skill die. So it was a TN1? TN1. Oh, buddy. Oh, you're looking strifey over Strife there. Strife him up. I'm in fire stance, baby. Oh. But we're counting opportunity, not successes. Yeah. Oh. Unfortunately. Okay. Otherwise, that would have been a pretty incredible role. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do I get anything for bonus successes? How many bonus successes did you have? Well, I mean, if I'm counting the strife as well, I would have had... So it was TN1, right? So mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I would have had four bonus successes. You know what? I'm going to say since you got that many successes that I'll just count it as a proper command and that he, that you successfully commanded him to leave him alone, basically, because you had that, because you had so many successes. Sweet. Yeah. Because I got in fire stance, I got five successes and two opportunity and three strife. All right. You, you succeeded in telling this the the head monk to lay off of Subasa and you can tell immediately that he starts backing off um you can tell that he just he's getting to a point he just doesn't want to deal with it he's starting to think maybe it's not worth it and he's starting to remember you know his role his place in uh, society and his status compared to yours and so how do you tell him off you know I tell him how how dare you how dare you sir I come into this place a holy man a a chaste and pacifistic monk that I am I come in here looking for the light of the Lord and I get groped and assaulted by one of your priests and you're trying to judge my friend for sticking up for me for standing up being one of the one of the true heroes standing up and putting a stop to to this horrible crime that you're letting happen under your roof this man's a hero this man is a civil servant and really you should be thanking him and we need to leave. <laughs> you need to stop hanging us up here because I need to go to therapy. <laughs> I need to go to therapy now because of what happened here today. Thank you very much. And you can tell like a full Karen on him. Sure. Oh gosh. So you can tell. You can tell that the pri- he, the priest gets like a dark look on his face. You can tell he's he's furious. He is so mad, and it looks like he's about to open his mouth to say something else, but he just shuts it in resignation. I still want to use those two opportunity to give him four more strife, just to make him possibly unmask. You you came very close. Ah. You came very close. I want to see him do some crazy shit. <laughs> You know what I gathered from that uh, tirade? <laughs> you say you were chased? <laughs> so, you are <were> groped. <laughs> yeah, so Tomo's, Tomo's standing outside and he heard that, actually. I, you just hear me screaming. Did Bro, did bro say he was chased? So nothing happened with Akari? <laughs> Akari's standing against you. Damn blushing. it, he's reading between the lines. <laughs> um, the jig is up. <laughs> the, the 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 priest, you can tell he's on the verge of saying some really bad things, but he thinks better of it. Do he, it. He he keeps his head and he decides to to bow out of this scene and he he sh- he shuffles off to talk to some of the other priests inside the temple. But he he's out. He's out of the scene. Now that's right. It's the top of the initiative order again. It would be Subas' turn. He looks in at the two monks who are now praying um to the void kami in the uh the room where he murdered the priest hey that it's debatable allegedly debatably murdered possibly did it out of self-defense allegedly he says now's our time to get out of here yeah let's go what are we he's, still he's doing like here? we don't need to worry about these guys let's they'll they'll do this anyway boot scoot and boogie mm-hmm. dang you guys did really well on that i'll have to i have to say <laughs> that could have ended very poorly for you guys and you did very well that's the end of the scene uh, we lost some honor. I, ain't, some I, ain't honor. Get, I ain't trying to get caught up here you guys you guys lost some honor but i'll be honest you you reasoned with me as a gm and you said you know debatably you didn't really know what was going on and i'm like you know what touche we I lawyer, think you got a point there. We yeah. lawyered the shit out of Bernard. Yeah, Squee was on my shoulder telling me all the deets. <laughs> uh, and yeah. I was like, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, because you're of our right. top-notch legal counsel from Squee the Cricket. <laughs> God. Yeah, good job, guys. That's the end of the scene. Um, each of you guys gain an experience point. Even Tomo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was keeping a good watch. Yeah, you're such a good lookout. You, you started to get suspicious. <laughs> you started to get suspicious as you watched the, um, the bystanders oh, yeah. all kind of file out. You know, kind of murmuring to each other, but you didn't even have to do anything. You saw the sus, but it didn't phase you. <laughs> and you didn't even have to lose any honor over it either. Yeah. <sighs> well, you guys convene with the rest of the party. You meet up with Akari and Kenshi out front of uh, the Temple of Shosuro. Kaiutomo. What What did I call you? Called me Kenshi. Sorry. <laughs> wow. GM, that's going to be a minor wow. hit to your honor. <laughs> that's going yeah. to yeah. be a big yeah. hit on your honor. Yeah. So <laughs> you meet with Akari. And Tomo. What do you guys say? What do you guys do now? Run out there. We say, we, we have to go. I like jump into the caravan pretty quickly. And I uh, I start taking off Yoshi's armor and putting it back on the stand. And I'm like, that was a close one, man. I Not so rough with armor, man. Do you, I mean, did you see what ha- what happened back there? The guy lit on fire when he touched you. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. I don't think Yoshi would like even, could he be able to roll to like try to understand what happened? 
Yoshi, you can't keep anything from us, man. You gotta if there's something going on inside that armor, you gotta you tell us. You put me in here, man. I don't know anything, man. I'm just here. Yeah, it's kind of hard because we don't really have stats for Yoshi as he is right now. Um, well, let's say that Yoshi saw what happened. He had and good he can theology. Reason. He had really high theology. He was wise. You can say he reasoned what happened, and he's pretty much on the same page as everybody else now. Something inside me. I don't know what it is, but it feels evil, tainted, even. Do you hear it in the armor? Do you do you see it? How, wh- Feel it whispering around my ears and past my butt cheeks. <laughs> Yoshi, no. <laughs> Oh God! Not, not, not the cheeks. I don't know what it is, man. <laughs> it's something dark, man. Oh my God, Yoshi! Don't worry, we're gonna we're gonna figure out a way to get you out of this, man. Don't worry, and we'll keep going on our walks and meditating. All right, that wasn't a, that wasn't just a one time cool. thing. I promise. All right, cool. I'm glad. All right, knuckle bone, man. Hit the I armor. just punched the armor. He's like, you know I can't move. <laughs> uh, Barrow, uh, as you're starting to take the armor off, well, as you were leaving the temple, really, you, you started to feel kind of like lightheaded, just like sick almost. Um, and it started to go away once you I make were taking the throw up. Okay, that's good. Yeah, immediately. Yeah, as immediately. soon as I feel any sort of sickness. Good. Just bleh. Yeah, that's, I, that's good. I, I see Burrow throw up, and I kind of throw up a little bit, too. <laughs> but you notice that the moment you take the armor off, you feel 100% better. I'll ask uh, Subasa what the hell happened. He says, Does I should be come? asking you that question. And he looks at all of you, and he says, I think there's something going on here that you're not telling me about. Let's talk about it on the road. Let's get yeah, out. He's like, yeah, he's like yes, road, let's, yeah. let's, let's get out of here. Right now, we need to leave. Yeah. Uh, you guys get out of Gina Sutra. It's still a rainy day. It's rainy all across the shadow, or not the Shadowlands, the Scorpion Lands today. Um, and uh, as you guys get out of Gina Sutra, you cross the bridge across uh, the River of Gold, and you're now moving east towards um, deeper into the Scorpion Lands. And so Subasa says, "Now, okay, so what was that about? What happened back there? Why'd you kill that guy so fast?" He says, "Listen." Let's think about this for a moment. One of you guys is tainted. And he says, I've seen reactions like that to Jade before, and I know that something here is tainted. I don't know what exactly tripped it. I don't know what's going on exactly. But something bad was definitely happened, and we don't need people talking about it. We don't need people knowing anything about any of you being tainted, especially if you're going to the Emperor's court. So I acted immediately, and I decided that what needed to happen was this story needed to end there. So who's your friend, Subasa? Thought you getting all chummy with him? I did what I had to do, and, and that's the bottom line. Good old Subasa, always doing what he has to do. There, we don't need a story breaking about how one of you guys are tainted. We can't let that happen. Look, Subasa, you were there when the ritual was performed on Yoshi's armor. At least you knew what happened. We've learned that. The ritual may have gone awry. We have to be candid. It's not one of us that's tainted. We think it's the armor. You mean Yoshi's armor? Yes. And he has a grave look on his face. And he says, well, these are some pretty terrible implications. I mean, how are we going to present the armor to the emperor if the the armor is tainted? I mean, you do understand the sort of precautions they have in Odo Sanuchi to prevent tainted be- uh, creatures or beings to even getting to the Emperor? We know that it's not ideal for the armor to be in its current state when we get to Odasan Uchi. That's why we were trying to purify the armor and release Yoshi from his bonds and hopefully cleanse it because ultimately we really just need the armor for our audience with the Emperor. We don't need Yoshi to be bound to it. It was a selfish goal and Yoshi's unhappy, so that's actually why we came to the temple here in Gina Sutra, was to try to find somebody to help us dispel the bonding magic that's on Yoshi, that's holding him to the arm. He says, I see. Well, do you have any leads? Do you have any ideas about where you might want to go for that? Shosuro was our best bet. Do you know anyone, Subasa? Well, he was the one that said that there was somebody out of town, right? 
Yeah, that's good. Not for this. Oh. This is much deeper than what I thought you were looking for. I thought you were just trying to get a, a blessing, and I figured it'd be best to do it outside of prying eyes. No, I, I don't know anyone. I have no idea where we could go. There's the yogos. I mean... And he says, listen, we are, we're on a tight schedule here, and I, I think I might have an idea of where we can go. That's on the road. He says, we'll have to... He says, I, I think I know who we can talk to. So do you guys trust him? Do you want to take off to wherever he thinks you guys should go talk to? Suba, so who, who, do, you, who do you have in mind? He says, I'll show you. And that's all he says. And he continues walking east. I'm down to fall. I'm down yeah, to yeah. Fall, Suba, Suba. I, I think we've doubted Subasa for too long. Yeah, we just got to put our faith in <laughs> Yeah. Let's just go full full ride on Subasa. Yeah. Subasa? We'll just totally yeah. rely on him from now on. No more doubt. <laughs> Heck yeah. yeah, I'm down with that. All right, guys. <laughs> you continue traveling east with Subasa leading the way. Can I ask Subasa one last thing, though? Is this going to be a big detour? Can we still make it to Otosanuchi in time? Uh, he says this is actually not going to be a detour at all. And he, he points out across the horizon, and you see on a low plateau across a wide, flat plain on the horizon, you see a castle rising above, and you guys see it coming towards you as you walk across towards the east. Um, and he says, we're going there. That's all I need to hear. Where is there? <laughs> he just pointed at it. <laughs> where, where does that have a he name? says, Kayuden Bayushi. Ooh. His homeland? Yes. Oh, his hometown? Yep. Nice. Damn. Traveling east across the River of Gold, you come to a wide, flat plain. Wheat fields surround you in every direction, but they are fully harvested and appear to be utterly deserted. Frigid rain whips your face, and the wind howls low and mournful, creating a sound almost unnaturally melancholic. Looking across the horizon, you see standing at the edge of these barren fields on a low plateau, an extravagant and opulent fortress, several stories tall, which seems to watch you everywhere you go. On this wide, flat plain, there is only sucking mud and the crying wind. There are no trees to hide behind, no rivers to offer protection, not even a village to seek shelter in. Here on these howling plains, there is no escaping the watchful gaze of Kayuden Bayushi. I just wanted to point out, by the way, um, Kenshi's still exhausted because you guys camped out in the rain and he didn't manage to. Uh, oh. I just thought about that right now. Me too. So, I don't know how much strife you took last scene, but you wouldn't have lost any. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Well, we could do something about it on the road as we're approaching. Or... The only thing you can do is get sleep. Oh, get sleep. Okay. Um, you're going to have to get out of the elements, basically. Mm, okay. Um, and so maybe maybe do you, do you mention something about how you're... You're, you're feeling tired as you're hiking across plains. Yeah. Hey, Subasa, they got like uh, warm beds over there and comf comfy spots to chill at. He says, oh, you'll be staying in the warmest beds. Wait, wait. We have the best beds. <laughs> we have the best beds in Coyote and Bayushi. The warmest beds. You wouldn't believe it. So you guys cross the plain and uh, you're, you're just outside of uh, the castle and its surrounding village. So as you get closer, you notice that the palace itself is impressive in every sense of the word. There is not an angle which you can view the castle which does not exude strength and hospitality in equal measure. Sitting below Kayuden Bayushi, at the base of the plateau which it rests upon, is a small city, brimming with activity. A low wall surrounds the city, with guards posted on the towers and at the gates, checking the travel documents of all who come and go. And so you guys are walking uh, towards the gate, and... The um, the guards, they uh, they look at Burrow and Tsubasa, and uh, they give you a deep, low bow. They say, "Oh, welcome, welcome to Hayuden Bayushi." And he asks to see your paperwork Just to all of you. Oh, I mean, he, he's got to see all of your guys' paperwork. I show him it. Yeah, I, like begrudgingly pull it out. Like I'm like expecting them to just let us through, you know. And I'm like, ah. Anyway, so uh, the, the guards look at your, your paperwork and they say, oh, yes, of course, of course. Please come in. Come in. And they let you in, and um, it's, a, it's a bustling city getting near dark now um, with the rain pouring over your head. 
And Tsubasa kind of pulls one of the guards to the side, and he whispers a few words, and then that guard runs off, off towards the castle, up the hill towards the castle. And uh, Tsubasa says, let's, um, maybe we can sit down for a little bit and wait. Uh, we're gonna, we might have to wait just a little bit. What's the deal with that, Tsubasa? He says, um, I'm letting them know in the castle that, that we're here, and that we would like to be held within the castle. Very good. Nice, nice. Yeah, so you guys walk down a street, and uh, as you guys are walking, um, you guys notice every once in a while, somebody will walk past you guys, do a double take at Tsubasa, whisper something to their friend, and kind of run off, or look at Tsubasa and, and kind of like giggle a little bit, like they're holding back a laugh. And uh, Tsubasa, every once in a while you can tell that he notices, but he's just ignoring it. He's just moving past it and not thinking about it at all. Hmm. And I look at Subasa and say, uh, you know, Subasa, you never told us exactly why you were stationed at the Caillou Wall. And he says, yes, there is a very specific reason why I was there. Do you have a, a reputation? Yeah. Here? He says, I, 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 sh- I, I can be frank with you guys. And, and he says, I do have a bit of a reputation here. And he lets you into a, to, to an inn where he says that uh, you guys will be taken care of here, and, and then this would be a good place for you guys to wait before somebody from the palace welcomes you up. And he says, I, I can explain that to you here. So you guys are seated at an inn. Um, the innkeep seems to recognize Subasa, uh, and they, they greet each other, you know, like they're old friends, like they know each other. Um, you guys are taken to a table, and then almost immediately food and drinks are being brought to you guys without anything you guys having been said to any, anyone. How did you know I wanted this? <laughs> Five stars on Yelp for sure. Right, so you guys are taken to kind of a private private room in this this inn where you're getting your food. It says, "Yeah, I I have a reputation here. I was born and raised here. I um I actually lived in the palace here at Kaiyudenbayushi." He says that there was a nickname for me here. They called me the bastard of Bayushi Castle. I got involved with a lot of things here in the city, around the castle, and in the, the adjoining provinces. I got into everything. Oh, so you like to party? <laughs> 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 and, uh, and he says, in ways you could probably never imagine. Ooh. Um, <laughs> and he says, gambling, theft. Kireko addiction. He hears you say that, and you, you can tell he heard you, but he, he kind of ignores it. <laughs> Uh, I said a Kirei Ko addiction. <laughs> he says, I, 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 gambling, whores, public drunkenness, brawls. I, I got involved with, with a lot of things while I was here, and I had a very bad reputation for myself in my younger days as a fledgling samurai, and I brought great shame to my name and to my father. And one day, my, my father decided that I wasn't going to learn discipline I wasn't going to learn anything about how to take care of myself unless I was put to the test. And he made a, a political exchange between me and another crab samurai for me to, to live on the wall. And he used that as a way to sort of teach me discipline and teach me the things I need to know in order to truly be a, a samurai of worth. And he says, I've been working, until I met you, I was working at the wall for close to about five years. Your father, he's harsh, but there's one thing the crab know, it's discipline, and he chose the right exchange. And I think he'll be happy seeing the man that you've turned into. He says, I hope so. Are we going to go see him? He's not here now, but we may see him later, another time. Mm. With the emperor? And he, yeah. uh, he says, I believe my father might be in the emperor's court this year. Oh. And so Tsubasa is relating this message to you about how he has this really shady background. He brought a lot of shame to his family name. He was not making the cut as a samurai at all, and about how he is trying to redeem himself in in the the eyes of his clan and of his father in particular. And again, you guys, you know, this this goes into later into the night, and you guys are getting drinks, you're getting food, and you're getting like top notch service like you've never seen before. When after maybe an hour or two, you're not sure exactly how long you were in this inn, a handful of robed figures enter the inn, and they're dressed all in fine red silk kimonos, and they have these, uh, these masks that are all porcelain and painted with bright 
expressive, like kabuki style faces. The way they walk, it's almost like they're gliding because their their movements are so precise that it's almost like they don't even have footsteps. They just move so elegantly across the floor. And they come to your table and they bow humbly to all of you. And they say that they are here to bring you up to the palace, up to Kaiyuden Bayushi. That's right. We get up and uh, I, I, I bow to them as well and I thank them for the invitation. Grab some sake to go and we're ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> they say, the Lord Bayushi would like to see you. What an honor. Do any of you decline? I I maybe look to to Subasa and see if he's got any kind of look on his face. No, he's kind of ushering you out the end. He says, "Let's go. This is what we're here for." And then is that Subasa's father or just another Bayushi? He says, "No, no, no." Any relation? He said his dad was. It's here. and he he, go, he starts going down like the family tree of like the Bayushis, and he he explains to you how he's like his like second cousin, like three times removed or oh, something. Okay, gotcha. They're related. By name, mostly. Okay. So, you guys are being taken up to the palace. And the castle sits on top of a low plateau. The road to the castle winds up a steep, narrow cliff face, barely large enough for two men to walk abreast. Once at the top, sheer black walls loom over you, torchlight illuminating its covered walkways and towers. The cold northern wind makes the fires twist and flicker like demons dancing in the night. The castle gate is wide open, inviting all to enter. Inside its walls, where most castles have a courtyard or a lower bailey, Kaiyuden Bayushi instead has a devilishly intricate hedge maze and garden. As you walk through its twisting corridors, you know instantly that you would be lost if it weren't for your guides. Everywhere you turn in this labyrinth, the castle towers loom overhead. Guards armed with Yumi watch your every step from arrow slits high above and the walls give a constant reminder of what you are, a rat caught in a cage. Once through the maze, you're brought to another set of walls. The gate's still wide open. Here standing before you sits the castle palace. Massive, but not as massive as the emperor's palace in Odosan Uchi. Extravagant, but not as extravagant as the doji palace in the crane lands. Imposing, but not as imposing as the Okoto or the Matsu castles in the lion lands. Kaiyuden Bayushi rests in the shadows of the greatest castles of Rokugan, precisely as it was designed. Inside the palace, your guides take you to the guest chambers. They take you through dark, narrow walkways, across open, brightly lit sitting rooms, up rickety staircases, down grand stairwells, through, through rooms with low ceilings and others with high ceilings. You walk for what seems like ages. As you travel through the castle palace, you notice that there are no permanent walls aside from the exterior stone walls. Inside, the whole interior of the palace seems to be made up of sliding wood panels and shoji screens. Finally, your guides open a last sliding door, and you're brought into a luxurious waiting room where a sumptuous banquet waits for you on a grand serving table. The room is lit with many lanterns giving a deep red glow, each designed with its own unique shape and style, and the floor is clean with immaculate perfection, and cushions line the room, made from the finest textiles in Rokugan. A team of servants wait for you beside the table, heads bowed deeply, ready to serve you. Eat, and then get ready. The Lord Bayushi requests an audience with you. Well, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I had a couple glasses of sake, I got the munchies, so I'm yeah, ready to eat a little I'm more. I'm a bit exhausted, so I definitely need all the nourishment I could ever receive. <laughs> after after all the food that you received at the end before this <laughs> and you're taken up and you have yet more food given to you yeah no mm-hmm. this is just third meal it's yeah, fine it's third meal. <laughs> yeah. taco bell fourth meal oh, yeah, fourth meal whatever the whatever yeah. it was taco yeah. bell sponsor us third meal that's just dinner <laughs> third, third meal i mean that's like my second lunch really <laughs> and so are we are we kind of just on the base the base level of the castle you uh, are, are we waiting for you're an in some, audience? Or? You're kind of in a guest chamber. They said that they'll uh, they'll bring you up once um, the Lord Bayushi is ready, and then you you have kind of a nice view. You're in this really opulent like holding room, this guest chamber, and you're looking around. Aside from the banquet table, there seems to be other private like sleeping quarters attached to this room, and you you feel like you're. You know, this is kind of where they're going to hold you up. I say, look at this view. It's to die for. They, yeah, <laughs> you open up the sliding door, this uh, sliding you know door, and outside is this beautiful view of like the surrounding countryside and the castle beneath you and the hedge maze. 
But it's pretty dark, right? It is pretty dark. It's it's night and it's raining. Um, but even even then, you know, it's it's still a nice view. Um, and then off in the distance, you can see the mountains rising above you. Really good view. I will say, as a Caillou engineer, I'm taking note on their hedge maze. Thinking, man, we spent all this time making stone structures. We could just be planting some hedges. Because <laughs> that was pretty effective. <laughs> Confused the commie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you, you realize that as you're traveling through the hedge maze, you would have no way of getting through it if you didn't have those guides with you. Or at least it would take a very long time. Yeah. And as you were traveling up the palace, you were completely disoriented. You had no idea how long you had been walking for or how far you even went. I didn't know who I was. <laughs> I lost myself in that hedge maze. <laughs> if there's some kind of skill check you want to make, I'll, I'll allow you to do that about their surroundings or how your character feels about it. Yeah, maybe a design check or a... Okay, you're going to ins- inspect the design of the castle? Yeah, maybe just get a better feel for the layout, what's going on. Okay, that, um, and I actually looked into this. I think that's actually more of a smithing check, castle oh. design. well, that'd be great because I'm even better at smithing. I was just, I was kind of pandering to what I expected you would want of me. Yeah, you can make a smithing check. Okay. What, um, what do you want to know or what are you trying to accomplish with this? I would maybe say I'm trying to attune to uh, to the castle and its surroundings, so maybe a void ring. Or, I mean, what like what are you trying to do? I'm trying to understand about I, the castle. I'm trying to see, are we in, I, I don't know, I'm still a little nervous. Like, I don't know if, if we're being like, led into a trap. Like a trap. Yeah, or, or if there's any precautions we should be taking all right i'll allow you to make a smithing check with your water ring and your water ring is kind of the ring that you use to sort of perceive your surroundings and um understand most efficient travel routes and stuff like that okay um so yeah make a make a um make a a tn2 check smithing water ring okay bummer i'm not gonna make that uh one strife one success all all you see is a really beautiful view and uh, you're confounded by the layout of the castle. Okay, I feel safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's eat the food. Seems chill. Let's eat the food. Let's go hang out with Lord Bayushi. Yeah, sure. See what he wants. Okay, so you guys are sitting there for maybe another half hour or so. When the servants come back and they, they usher you out of the room and they tell you that uh, the audience is ready. And so you are taken to an opulent audience chamber where a dozen samurai are seated waiting on a low riser above the floor each one wearing the black and red of their clan and an individualized mask. They only wear their wakizashis on their belts, which is a tradition you guys would have known about and you guys also would not have your katana with you, only your wakizashi. It's like a sign of respect more than anything. Mm. After being seated for a couple minutes in absolute silence on the floor beneath the riser, a shoji slides open and a man walks onto the riser. He wears an extravagant kimono of pure black and a red demon mask. He wears his wakizashi on his right side instead of his left like the rest of his retainers. Once he is seated, he unties his sword from his belt and places it in front of him. Then his retainers follow suit. I'm assuming you guys do the same? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Yeah? And he says, good evening. Thank you for having this audience with me. And I think that's where we're going to end it tonight. Oh, man. What a, what a cliffhanger. Dang. He sounds badass. That guy though. sounds badass. <laughs> oh, yeah. Red demon mask? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Damn. I mean, it seems chill. Everyone's not going to kill each other. Everyone's just <sighs> naked with their wakizashis. That's cool. Maybe we just ate a bunch of poison. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about, about the food, too. <laughs> and I mean, this is Bayushi's hometown. I don't know. Maybe we, we, we can't, Bayushi. we can't doubt him anymore. Been a ride or to, die for us. Yeah, yeah. We, have to, we have to trust him. Try to keep some stuff for behind the shoji, by the way. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. But we should talk more about this on behind, behind the, the shoji. <laughs> All right, thank you everyone for listening to episode eleven of season two of Podcast of the Five Rings. If you like what you heard, check out our website, podcastofthefiverings.com, for show notes and links to more content relating to this episode. You can subscribe to our Patreon, our new Patreon at patreon.com slash pot5r for access to two new bonus shows and other exclusive Patreon-only content. Please leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts and like or subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music, whatever floats your boat. 
You can tweet at us at Pot5R on Twitter and follow us on Instagram at Podcast of the Five Rings. We also have a subreddit that you can check out and contribute to if you feel so inclined. And that is r slash Pot5R on Reddit. You can hop in our Discord server to chat with us and other fans of the show by using the link that is on our website. Again, that's podcastofthefiverings.com. Uh, I wanted to take a minute to shout out the contributors to the show, Dylan Munoz, for creating all of the album art for all of our shows, the uh, the main feed and the behind the show G. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Brandon Spain for helping us make a lot of the music for for the podcast. And then finally, I want to shout out all of the uh, the new patrons, everyone that's uh, decided to contribute to the show. Uh, at launch at Patreon launch. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. big shout out, guys. Founder, yeah. Founders Club. Big big thank you to all of you. Yeah, it's uh, super cool to see all the support, and we hope to be able to keep making a bunch of cool uh, new content that you guys are all excited about and deem worth it of your support. Anyone have anyone else they want to plug or anything they want to say? Um, thanks to my dentist for fixing my cavity today. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> nah, was, I don't support job. that shout out. Fuck, <laughs> fuck dentists, bro. Down with dentists. Dental Down. work is overrated. I'm all about that cavity life. <laughs> it's yeah. all a scam. Root canals forever. Just stop eating sugar. You never need the dentist. It's that simple. Floss <laughs> your teeth. Yeah. Just take all your teeth out, replace them with brushes, and then just eat plants. Like a seal or something. something. I think you're onto something there. I think seals definitely have teeth. And you're thinking of a whale. A whale, whatever. No, no, no. no. <laughs> teeth, teeth is a conspiracy. Yeah, that's, that's not also a real thing. Denti- dentistry and teeth are all just a big conspiracy by Ponzi scheme. By big, big, big dental. To- by big dental. <laughs> by big yeah. dental. Big toothpaste. <laughs> big oral. <laughs> big oral. <laughs> yes. And with that, thank yeah. you. <laughs> and with that, we're off. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> Thanks for listening. Big oil. God. <laughs> I like that episode. That was a cool one. It was all a conspiracy by Big Oral. And now here's a short story for our Daimyo patrons. A wandering pilgrim hikes through the ragged forest, the rings of his staff jangling with each step. It's Giovanni T. Rain clouds form overhead, creating dark clouds above the wooded canopy. Up ahead, a beggar asks for meager scraps beside a humble stone shrine. His long, unkept hair grows in tangles down to a wooden bowl containing a few coins. It's Nick W. The wandering pilgrim throws a handful of boo into the beggar's bowl, then sits behind him for a time to rest and meditate. Soon, a traveling samurai comes hiking up the trail. He ignores the beggar, and turns his nose away from the beggar's foul stench. It's James H. His sandals flop in the mud as he quickly walks away. Next, a wealthy merchant comes trotting down the road on a gilded stallion, the fine silks and polished metals nearly blinding the beggar and the pilgrim. It's Brent B. He grabs his coin purse, eyeing the beggar suspiciously as he rides past, fearful of banditry. Finally, a pair of woodcutters come rushing up the trail. It's the Seely and Evan S. It's near dark now, and the rain clouds have turned for the worse. They hurry home to get out of the elements. In their haste, they don't even notice the beggar or the pilgrim sitting on the side of the road. Just before dark, the wandering pilgrim stands to depart the stone shrine, but before doing so, drops a few apples into the beggar's bowl, believing the beggar may need it more than he does. As the sun sets and rain begins to fall, the pilgrim comes to a forest temple. The pilgrim knocks on the great temple door, and a solemn monk comes to answer. It's John N. The pilgrim pleads his case, but the monk turns him away. Strange spirits walk these forests, and they cannot take chances with strangers. The pilgrim stumbles through the dark, rain-drenched forest, looking for a place to make shelter. Suddenly, a bright orange light emerges from the wood. The light dances through the brush, beckoning the pilgrim away from the road. Following this strange dancing light, 
The pilgrim notices that it takes the form of a brilliant orange fox, glowing like a fire. Before long, the fox stops at the foot of a humble cottage, a wondrous light emanating from within. The pilgrim timidly slides the door open to find a magnificent fire roaring in the fireplace, welcoming the pilgrim and warming his bones. And beside the fire is a stack of delicious apples. Thank you for listening. If you want to be included in these personalized shoutouts, become a Daimyo patron on patreon.com slash pop5r. Thank you.